Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Citizens of the Reject Nation, help. I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. Yes, yes. we're watching the help today. Ron Jackson in the house, doing baby. It. Let's go. I can't believe you picked up what I was putting down. You know, I- I've heard a beetle or two. I can't believe that this movie is about the Beatles. It's going to be great. You know, I've been waiting for a biopic of the Fab Four for a long time. Oh, and finally here it is with Octavia Spencer starring as John Lennon. Oh, perfect casting. <laughs> Couldn't have chosen better if I was the casting director myself. I'm excited to watch this because I have never seen this and everybody brings it up. Yes. I'm sure that's been happening to you too. Yes, it's the only people, the movie people talk to me about. <laughs> Well, that's really good. So like it, comment, subscribe. Let us know how you guys feel. If it's your first time watching along, how what have you been doing living under a rock like us? I really don't know. If you are watching along, uh, who's your favorite Beatle? Just leave it down below. <laughs> that's the most important part about the entire thing. And thank you so much to Prepper for helping edit these awesome videos. We appreciate you guys. Also, if you want to be super sexy and you want to be help. then you can be a patron sync up with your own copy over there that's where the super sexy people are and uh if you become a patron then you are the help (laughs) i mean we like to think that we help you you know stay entertained yeah yeah well but you're also helping us you know maintain this whole operation that's because over there you and greg you guys do several shows exclusively with highlights and watch alongs included So help us help you. That's Jerry Maguire. Help me help you. I think so. There's a lot of help movies. Maybe this will be the best one. You ready? I'm ready. I would be very curious as to the historical context. I mean, I'm sure this is... I would imagine this is based off of real experiences and amalgamations of real people. Well, of course, we were seeing real historical events, but I just don't know whether that, like, was there an Emma Stone character? Was there Viola Davis? Yeah. Or is it, it's said based on the novel, so I'm like, yeah, is this, what degree of fiction are we coming out of? Yeah. She's still walking. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it pushing. The music was really excellent in this. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. I mean, okay. Oh, it was Sissy Spacek. That's right. That's the mom. That's what her name is. What is your initial thoughts on this? I mean, I enjoyed it for sure. It's it's Steenburgen. There you go. It's very heartfelt. Um, It's one of those things where I think think the obvious kind of elephant in the room is that I, I believe this is a film authored by white folks, or at least in the writing, directing that side of things so part of me you know is sitting here going like well I-, I can only imagine what this story as told by black folks might be like in terms of you know the real lived-in perspective there is some of that stuff where like yeah at the end it's like she goes off to new york and has a job as a writer and 
you know, um, Abelene loses her job. And I don't know really what this means. It has an optimistic note at the end, but, you know, she's she's been fired and she's just kind of walking off into opportunity. But I don't really know what that means. And I don't know if she's a real person to think that, OK, so she goes on to some other thing. Like, is she actually walking into opportunity? Like, what is? Yeah. Or I mean, because the thing is. <sighs> Yeah, it's one of those things where this is a story about, you know, a white character taking interest in and, and doing the bare minimum of seeing, you know, these various African-Americans in these, you know, service positions as people, doing the bare minimum of seeing them as people and treating them with respect. But then also, I understand why people believe that it's problematic because not only doing the bare minimum of seeing them, but then using them to advance herself. Yeah, you know, and I don't think that was the purpose of her writing the book, but that was the outcome of her writing the book is that she gets to take their words and their stories and she gets to use that to live her dream and move to New York. Yeah, it's a dual thing. It's like she writes about something she believes in and they draw the character as somebody who genuinely, right. yeah, like cares about this and wants to do it for decent reasons. But but it is two birds with one stone. It's like and now she's going to go off and have this big opportunity in New York and leave Mississippi behind where this publication is probably going to cause trouble for a lot of people and people are probably going to have to deal with very real, very harsh circumstances because of this. And it's one of those things where you're like, you know, you need the progress. Again, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm, let's find out. Like, I don't know how, how to discuss this ultimately because yeah, yeah. I don't know how true it is. Yeah, I, I know what you um, mean, though, because it's like in, the, in your soul, if you're illuminating a problem, 2011 it said, okay. If you're illuminating, if you're shining a light on something that's taking place, then you are doing something positive. But right. at this, but then you're using it to, okay, what, tell Tate me. Tate Taylor and Catherine Stockett are white folks. Okay, um, let's see, the novel. Uh, who are the them? They they're the writers of the novel. Uh, Tate Taylor wrote and directed the movie, and Catherine Stockett uh, wrote the book. Okay. Um. Uh-huh. Let's see. And you right now we're okay, trying. Okay, so to, I yeah. I guess. Oh, interesting. Okay. Tell me what. Abilene, uh, Abilene Cooper, a housekeeper who once worked for Stockett's brother, criticized the author for stealing her life story without her knowledge and basing the character on of Abilene uh, on her likeness. Uh, sued Stockett for seventy five thousand in damages. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Wait, this so is her brother, Catherine Stockett's brother. Yeah. Knew Abilene. Or at least a person who, yeah, became the spelling of of the name here is a bit different, Abilene. Uh, but yeah, I uh, mean, ostensibly the character who would be Abilene is somebody that she knew. It, it is so it's it's hard because I think that that was a very well made movie, and also like it did a clear job of showing people who are you're either on the right side of history or you're not right like yeah. and then there's varying degrees of that it's not black and white it's black white and everywhere in between of course um i'm talking about like your <laughs> your your ideology it is black and white but it's not right. <laughs> yeah 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 it's very and gray i think that but it is interesting because w- when we talk about movies of course 
watching it, I was like, wow, this is really well done. The performances are great. I love the music. It Production just seems like a big rich. scope, you know, like the sets were incredible. The costume design was amazing. The hair and makeup was wonderful. Like it just, it, even the, yeah, the sound design we were talking, the food, like all the oh, elements yeah. and the story is interesting and it pulls at your heartstrings. And yet there's also <laughs> that other element, which is like, uh, this like we're still continuing to monopolize on people's pain without them receiving that finance you know like yeah they're not gonna earn residuals off this book right like it's good of her to take that 600 and split it up against all the people who are you know between all the people who contributed their stories but at the same time you're going to reap the large scale benefits of this whereas they're going to get that one-time payment and like Again, it contributes, obviously, in the movie's universe to, oh, everyone's reading the book and people are getting a better idea of what really happens in uh, behind other people's closed doors. You know, as you're bringing the secrets out. We all pretend one way and there is, I mean, the movie deals so much with, like, the toxicity and the poison, the venom of polite society, basically. Uh, the bold-faced, kind of horrific, I don't know, just, yeah, um... I don't know what the word is, but yeah, just the way people in f- like right in front of uh, their maids or whoever it might be are saying these awful things and then immediately turning back to, you know, like, oh, we're playing bridge or oh, we're at some kind of charity event mm-hmm. and oh, the decorum. Yeah, that was you actually know. one of my favorite moments in the whole movie because it, it made the movie a little more self-aware when Bryce Dallas Howard's character is like talking to uh emma stone's character and is like your mom can't convince you you're not pretty enough to be with somebody you know because i think when we think of people who are evil or people who are not on the right side of things we think moo ha 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 like you were in a room with them for 30 seconds you would know they were a bad person but the truth is most people who are racist most people who are homophobic most people who are sexist most people who are have extreme prejudice in their heart also have love for their friends and their family and also like say kind things to people sometimes. And so I think that it does get, it's not confusing when you're watching it, but when you meet people in life and you're like, but they're nice to me, how could they possibly be evil to the rest of the world? You know? And I think that they did a good job showing that here. where like, while Bryce Dallas Howard maybe at first was being a good friend to her friends, that doesn't make her a decent human. She's an indecent human. Yeah. I mean, she's, she is the kind of quintessential, you know, uh, uh, you know, hoity-toity high society. Like, you know, she's the person, you know, she's leading this, uh, what, what is it? She's got this initiative she's trying to lead and she's trying to do the, like the African Children's Starvation Fund and stuff like that. You but know, while really posing as a pillar of society while also being wretched as a human being and, and, and being inhumane to so many other people, you know, in, in, in the process of that. Right, like you won't give somebody $75 in an advance and yet you'll throw a gala for children in Africa. It's like... Because it's all for, yeah, it's all for you. It's right. all it's all for her. It's all for her status. It's all for her errors that she's putting on in, in, again, polite society. It's all about the image. It's all about the facade. And yeah, it. it I think that was a great moment where she asks at the end, aren't you tired? Like, aren't you tired of, of creating this you know illusion of yourself that is clearly not who you are and is corroding your soul trying to maintain 
you know, just like at, at a certain point, I've heard people say, you know, it's just like, don't even try to cover it. Just be who you are. You know, like if you're that ugly on the inside, just be that person and then we know. Yeah, you know? totally. You, you, it's better that than a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, which is what we see all the time. I also really appreciated Allison Janney's character in here because I do think that change is important. And if we don't allow people to change and grow, then what's the point in having any kind of content that shows the that opens your eyes to anything, right? So, like, she doesn't get credit for starting to be a better person, but mm. anybody can wake up any day of their life and decide to do the right thing. Yeah. Even if you've done the wrong thing 80,000 times. The Constantine the Constantine storyline really, really, like, affected me. I thought that that was devastating. I yeah, mean, that was they did wretched. A, and in, a good job with that one. Did you have a character that you... I don't know if the right terminology is like liked best or one that like you fi- felt the most for or just were like when they were on screen you were the most captivated by. Probably Minnie or Abilene. I mean, they, those two in their own unique ways just had. I mean, Octavia Spencer and uh, and um, uh, Viola Davis are, yeah. are just such great actors, and they really brought so much life and presence to those characters and and the stories and whatnot. I mean, I. You know, th- this is it's an interesting movie to process now in a post Green Book world, <laughs> uh, because because yeah, like on the one hand, I feel like it does at least do a fair job, and and again, I don't have the perspective to know. You know, like I haven't grown up with this history in my family or anything like that to be aware of, or not. Like I don't have the black folks' perspective. You know, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are probably ways in which the accounts may be distorted uh, and the representations of what life was actually like may be distorted here. Um, But I don't know. I thought they brought those characters to life really vitally, and I really appreciated both the, the, you know, obviously there's a depth of sorrow and pain with those characters because of the position that they're in, because of the way people speak to and about them and the way they're regarded, you know, just the way this mindset that is so there, there's that one speech happening on the TV at one point where they're like, Mississippi is like at the lowest of the low in terms of like, you know, any kind of humane treatment of our people. And, and so, you know, that, uh, I don't know. It, it is a movie that does have a heartfeltness to it, and I think its heart feels like it's in the right place. Uh, it is. I don't know. It's it's a problematic one, but it's like well made. Yeah, you know what I mean. Completely. Like, like yeah. P- part of me does feel like. Like, does it do more harm than good, or good than harm? I guess it does. It it probably helps. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, and I don't want to be pr- presumptuous, obviously. Um, but you know, I guess net positive for like a white audience who needs to see this kind of thing. <laughs> you know, like I it's, hear you. it's that. It's like I like gr- I've seen Green Book. I didn't hate Green Book. You watch it and you're like, yeah, this is enjoyable. This there are good performances. There are good production values. It's heartfelt. Was this nominated um, for Oscars? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, probably a number of them, in fact. I wonder what it won. Yeah, because there were some performances in here. Oh yeah, that were yeah, just yeah. unbelievable. Honestly, probably Octavia Spencer's being my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Her <sighs> eyes, man. They just like you can tell exactly what she's thinking. Sure, sure. Oh yeah, no, she's got so much nuance and expression in everything she does. 
the uh, fact that the book came out in 2009 and the movie came out in 2011, that's a very quick turnaround. Yeah. Like, the book comes out in <laughs> 2009 and then immediately it must have done decently well because then they must have started writing the script because they must have shot it a year later. You know, like, that is like, oh, it just feels, <laughs> it feels a little cash cow-y, like. A little bit, and I'm curious to know, again, how much of, I mean, it says here at least that Abilene is based off a person who did work for the author's family at one point, so I, I don't know exactly how much firsthand experience Catherine Stockett may have, or if she, I guess she must have been one of these kids, uh, you know, raised by her nanny or whatever. Um, and, and yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm sure this does highlight truths, and I understand that there are ways in which, like, you know, a white person probably had a better chance of compiling these stories and getting them published at this moment in time than a black person would have. So, like, you mean at the 1960s moment in time, or do you mean in 2000? Yeah, oh, no, no. yeah, yeah, in the 1960s for like where the story is set in context of the story. I kind of get that it's a person using what you might call the potential for a platform, mm -hmm. you know, f for the greater good. Um, but it's making although, a commentary on Although, ironically, it was written by a white lady in 2009. Exactly. So, like, and it's, you know, uh, authored by white folks as a movie in 2011. And so, like, that's the kind of thing where the disconnect comes around. Where, yeah, it's like, I, th I think it's probably good for, yeah, people who wouldn't otherwise get these perspectives. I don't really know what black audiences would get out of this as much necessarily and i just don't have the perspective to know that so like you can comment below if you are you know watching this and you know you're a black viewer or whatever <laughs> um yeah i'm, I'm with you it, it's interesting because they are they're just trying to a lot of the movie is trying to make a commentary on how poorly the black workers were paid during this time or how poorly they were treated during this time and then by actually putting out this movie and putting out this novel, is it doing anything to help that problem in which it's pointing out, you know? Is it doing anything that we didn't already know or confront? I mean, I guess it's indicative of the, you know, resurging just uh, uh, mindfulness of and discussions around civil rights as they apply to us here and now because, you know, for a lot of people it's... A lot of people, I think, we make jokes, but there are people who are like, you know, yeah, the civil right. rights movement happened, and now we're done with that, and everything's fine. And clearly it's not fine. So, like, there are reasons to go back and revisit these stories. Octavia Spencer won for this movie for Best Supporting Actress, by the way. Okay. Um, additionally, Viola Davis was nominated. Yeah. Um, Jessica Chastain was nominated. Mm. It was nominated for Best Picture. Uh but yeah, I would Octavia would have probably gotten my vote as well. Yeah, it's a movie I really enjoyed in the moment, and I appreciated mm -hmm. it in the moment. And I thought, you know, again, it does a decent job at at least you know spotlighting its black characters and their story. But it is still, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's got that very crowd pleasing quality where it's like the mom comes around and. Uh, you know, um, Hilly's mom, you know, is on our side, is on the audience's side. You know, she realizes how terrible her daughter is. 
and uh, you know the book comes out and and you know the truth starts to spread and all that stuff and uh, Emma Stone goes off to New York like there's a lot of stuff that's like satisfying crowd pleasing heartstring tugging about this um but it is a fantasy I guess to me it does feel more like a fantasy and not that I even want to see like I understand too that we live in a time where people don't just want to see struggle movies uh, and and struggle porn necessarily or, or like yeah. uh, misery porn, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting one to take in for sure. Um, I was looking up right now because I I remember that uh, when Jessica Chastain and Octavia Spencer were doing press about this, I remember reading something about Jessica Chastain having to fight for Octavia Spencer to get paid more mm. because they weren't, which is like again part of which is yeah, yeah. which is like <laughs> the irony, which is so wacky and strange, uh, like. Yeah, I'm just looking right now because I remember hearing that. I looked up this variety thing. Chastain promised they were going to be tied together, asking for the same pay and receiving the same amount for the film. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, that's good of Jessica Chastain. Uh, they should have been Yeah, paying, but she shouldn't have. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It shouldn't have had to have happened in the first place. And, totally. And, yeah, and there's a lot of that stuff kind of in the air of this to me. Yeah. Um, but a well done movie. Glad we watched it. It's yeah. referenced all the Evan time yeah. and like just couldn't have better caliber actors in it. It's really well made. Like, yeah, it's got really good acting. It's got great production values. Like you really feel the, the place. I think it could have maybe gone a little. I don't know. I f uh, it might have gone a little bit harder with a couple of its actual historical touchstones. I mean, we get a little bit of um, the Medgar Evers assassination. And we get a little bit of JFK, but there's not as much of like those historical milestones in your face, which I can see some people appreciating. I could see maybe tempering this a little bit better as a piece of historical fiction, because when it ended, I did have this question of I'm sure a lot of these experiences are real. I'm sure a lot of experiences are even more harsh than the ones depicted here. I'm sure this is only scratching the surface of reality. Um, but I can't tell what degree of fantasy we're in. Yeah, I know what you mean. history, yeah. But the thing that felt like the most um, out of place in this movie, that was probably my favorite thing they did, was having Octavia Spencer poop in the pie. Because that just That was is like, one of those things. It's like iconic. It's like, I, you know, you're just rooting for that so hard. And as you can tell what's happening, and she says, eat my shit. And, you know, like she's taking the bite, and you just know what's happening. Whether that's... Not based on anything or based on something. I was like, get him. That's like my favorite. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a very crowd-pleasing moment. And, and I mean, I'm sure it must have happened somewhere at some point. I mean, that is that is one of those things where I'm like, is this appropriate yeah, <laughs> for yeah, the story yeah. that we're telling? I guess it kind of is. I don't know. Yeah, you know. yeah well, only because of all the toilet stuff. And it's like, that was... not yeah, I like. I that mean, one. she had a Hilly had it coming for sure. Yeah, I mean, had it know. coming all along. Certainly. Except we're not watching Chicago right now. Okay, yeah. those are my thoughts on the help. Are those your thoughts on the help? I think so. I, I I hope we did a decent job of you know articulating. Me and you, <laughs> the two whiteies. That's right. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Please give us help by leaving a comment. Let us know yeah. if we missed something, if we got it right, if we got it wrong, if you guys liked this, didn't like this, anywhere in between. Uh, I read all of them. I love what yeah. people have to say. And this is definitely a movie. It was the, the funny part about reviewing a movie like this is this is a movie that I want like other people's feedback about. Yeah. More so than to like extol my own, you know. Completely. I'm with you. So yeah. let us know what you think and we'll see you next time.
Thanks, Rejects. Bye. Go pick a name, John. Oh, golly. Let's do Tyler Haig. Tyler Haig, you're never going to believe this, my friend. So I'm going to give you a genuine shout out because I got really sick over Christmas. Uh, the day before Christmas Eve, fell ill, traveling from the south, trying to make it to the western lands. That's right. Making a reference to Red Dead Redemption, oh, people, because out. I was like, you know what? I didn't even finish this game. I should start this up. And uh, I, w- I don't want to be here right now. I just want to keep playing the game. Oh, I feel like before when I was playing it, I was in a rush because it was like there's the hype. You got to beat it. You got to complete it. And now I can just like settle in and take it in. And I'm like, oh, God, I've been missing out on this. And it was the reason that you got me the PS4 to begin with. And I, when I was really, really sick, I was for some reason I was just like craving playing Red Dead. I yeah. feel like picking it up, warm yourself up. And you know what, man? It is an awesome, awesome game. I don't know if you know this, but it's a great <laughs> game. And I just want to say thank you, man, because as I've been recovering, this game has come in handy <laughs> to help him pass the time. Yeah, uh, you might still hear my voice is still a little bit under the weather, but man. Um, the last thing I want to do is be here on a camera talking to you. I just want to be looking at a television with a controller because of you. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? The irony here crazy. that I don't want to give quality time with you, but I want to do something in the name of you. In the name of Hag. That is my life. Anyway, Tyler, I hope you had a great Christmas. I hope Santa or the Hanukkah bear delivered something to you. <laughs> yes. You know, you know, I love the Hanukkah bear. bear. It's my favorite holiday mascot. Oh my god, yeah, he's always just going through your trash and giving, leaving leaving presents for you in the trash. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) Hanukkah bear looks more like a raccoon, but you know, Santa goes to the chimney. Hanukkah bear goes to the trash. Yeah, totally. No stone left unturned these holiday seasons. Learn a thing or two, John. If you brought bothered a brethren, you know what I'm trying to say. I know, I know. It's all baby Jesus to me. Anyway, Tyler, thank you for being you, my friend. I love you, and I hope you never unpledge because I can constantly give you updates on my progress with finally playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. <laughs> where I'm at. You know what I mean? Every month from now on, I'm just going to give you an update of where I'm at in the game. Good. Because um, day one, I, I beat 1%. Oh, sick. Day two, I beat 2%. Day three, got to chapter two. Did three percent, and I realized if I just did this for one hundred days, you I would, would beat, beat the game, game. <laughs> dude. It's perfect, <laughs> mathematically sound. And, all right, so goodbye, goals. Hello, Red Dead. Now let's get to it, guys. Thanks, Kylie.